it's Bailey Yates, and you are listening to the Dan Keo Wellness Project Podcast. Hey, this is Annie from the Coronas. This is Niall Minnelli from the Performance and Fitness Academy. This is Callum Green from Deadlifts and Red Lips. Hi, this is Stephen Obar from Obar Muscle. This is Jason Kaufman of Jason 2.0. This is the personal trainer, Dominic Minnelli. Hashtag the way of Dom. And you're listening to the Dan Keo Wellness Project Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to episode 32 of the Dankiel Wellness Project podcast. I am so happy that people have been listening in over the past year and we have reached 5,000 downloads. Yes! So thanks to everybody who has either come on as a guest, to everybody who has listened, to everybody who has contacted me through my page Dankiel Wellness Project on Facebook. You can also get me at dankielwellnessproject at gmail.com if you have any questions or queries for me or if you would like to come on to the podcast, I would be more than happy to hear from you to see what you'd like to contribute to the conversation about wellness. On today's podcast, I have the wonderful Miss Bailey Yates, life coach from Canada. We became friends through my initial stint as Weight Loss Rebels Ambassador, which then turned into my project of the Dan Kell Wellness Project on Facebook. So we've connected through all the time. She's been a great support to me and she's got a lot of wonderful things to say about the area of wellness and how we can all improve our lives significantly through taking responsibility for our own actions and really just taking the time to give to ourselves and step into our greatness. So without further ado, Please sit back and relax and enjoy episode 32 of the Dan Kiel Wellness Project podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Dan Kiel Wellness Project podcast and I'm so excited this week to have Miss Bailey Yates, life coach, on the podcast. We've been trying to organize this for quite a while. We've got different scheduling issues, but we're here now, me and you, Ireland and Canada, talking it's 9 17 now p.m and uh what time is it there bailey 2 20 what so you have like the rest of your day after this i know oh my god so before we came on air me and bailey were talking about how we got connected and we've been facebook friends for quite a while and i was struck by your positivity but i hate saying the word positive positivity because it it kind of you know, it's like a cliche. It becomes so sad that people don't even realize what it means anymore. But I've been very, very struck by how you have conducted yourself and in inspiring people over the last, well, couple of years, really. And it's really beautiful that you reach out to me and express an interest to come on the podcast today. So we met through Meg Brown. Yeah, we did. Fit bitch. Yeah. She put out a request for people who are looking to improve their lifestyle and improve their wellness back in 2013 it was for me and i was a hot mess oh man <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus i don't i don't even like to talk never mind think about it <laughs> <laughs> but i was just saying to you before we came on air through that connection you know and through me signing up to be an ambassador for weight loss rebels and it changed my whole life so much. So what was your first impression of Fit Bitch and Weight Loss Rebels? Like, how did you come to be connected with them? Well, yeah, and like we said, I, I was just saying as well is that 
that was really the starting point that taking that program was the starting point for me, Mm. um, to change my lifestyle and to start to live this, this life. And before rewind a little bit. Um, so I am a, I'm a mom and a wife. And so I have two, two children and, um, parenting's kind of fucking hard. (laughs) So (laughs) there's that. And it was kind of like all these little pieces of me were being taken, 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 taken. Okay. And there was not, I I was not replenishing. I was just letting, I was letting it all go Mm. and never reminding myself that I, I still had to take care of myself. Right. And I was often a puddle of tears on my bathroom floor. So that was awkward. Um, and they'd be, you know, like reaching their fingers under the door. Mom, you know, the door's locked, right? And it, like, it was just, it was, I was a hot mess too, Dan. It's, it's, <laughs> it's locked for a reason. Yeah, it's locked for a reason. Um, but anyways, and my husband, he's so amazing. He would constantly be like, you know, we, we can do this. I can do this. Uh, what, what do you want? What do we need to make this better? Because he was, like, tired of wiping up all the tears all the time. Well, that's a fantastic question to ask somebody who's a hot mess. Right. But it's a very difficult question to answer when you're a hot mess. And you want to know what happened. Yeah. Is, um, I finally, he finally, something flipped. And it was like, all of a sudden, it changed from him saying, how can I help you? How can I help you? To him saying, you know what? I've done all I can. Mm. This is not a me problem. Mm. This is now a you problem. Mm. And you need to take responsibility and start making that change if you want to make that change. I'm here to support you in whatever way you need, mm. but you need to make this decision, not me. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? I was, pi- I was pissed because yeah. mm. you don't say that to me. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then it was like, I'll show you. I'll show you how I can take care of myself and live my own life <laughs> and bam, here I am. <laughs> yeah. And that was the first, that, that was my first step was, um, taking Meg Brown's, uh, hardcore hotties program. Okay. And that was like the very first thing that I ever yeah. invested money into myself that wasn't going to benefit anybody else that I knew of at the time. Of course it did benefit everyone else cause I wasn't an angry bitch anymore. Yeah. But you know, it it was the first time that I'd ever actually done that. Okay, so I, I, f- I find it quite amazing that, you know, your husband had the balls, the brass kahunas, to realize that he had reached a point where he couldn't do anything else without getting something back from you. And I'm sure he will reach a time in his life where he needs to, you know, give back when you're giving him that spiel. I just love that you took that and rose like a phoenix from the flames. Phoenix from the ashes, excuse me. Oh, and I was an angry phoenix (laughs) at the time. (laughs) It's a good analogy then. Yeah. Hmm. And, you know, it it was, you're right. And the thing about, well, the thing about our relationship is there's always that, Hmm. that part where if he's having those kind of feelings, I'm like, hey, who's responsible here for their own life? Yeah. And he's the same way. And it's Hmm. like, if one of us is having a rough day, I, I always say to him, well, can you put a positive spin on it? Yeah. You know, like I had a bad day, but, you know, I learned a lot with everything that went on today. 
And again, that's a very difficult thing to say when you're going through some hard stuff. Absolutely. Like this is the Dan Cow Wellness Project. We're talking about feeling. I mean, it's it's not like I said earlier about the you know the cliche of being positive and just positive thinking. I want to move away from that, and, and I want to get like the whole point of setting up the podcast is being real about this. Be, it's very subjective to each person. It's very real. It's very kind of um, you, you. It's not like a cookie cutter kind of thing. You have to respect each person's needs. So I think when we're talking about being well, being the best that we can be. To have a partner like that who can draw boundaries and say, look, I've done enough. You, yeah. need, you need to join me in this. It needs, to be, it needs to be a process that we engage in together. So, Bailey, tell me what it's like to have somebody who's that supportive. Um, it's amazing. It's, uh, we've been together. It's our 10-year anniversary this year. Congratulations. Thank you. September 1st, that'll happen. I might even pull out my wedding dress from the box that's been sealed in for 10 years. Well, that's a personal thing. That's a private issue, you know, thing that's going to happen between you and your husband. Thank you for right? sharing. <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> I don't even know if it's the right wedding dress in there because I've never opened the box. Wow. 10 years. Maybe it's somebody, that's some maybe it's somebody else's. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Ten so we've years. been together for we've been together for fifteen years. Okay. Um, I was. Uh, now you need to be sitting down when I say this because I was fifteen when we met. Okay. Um, yeah, he's my high school sweetheart, and I don't know. I don't really know a life without him. Right. And vice versa. So it's kind of. It's kind of a neat relationship because. We have literally been through it all together. Yeah. Yeah. And two children. Two children. And, I mean, you go through all of this, and I, I always say that I'm so lucky. We're both lucky. Hmm. Because people's brains do not develop by the time they're, like, they say until you're 30 or whatever, um, that your brains aren't necessarily developed into what you, what you want. And ours just developed together. Mm. Like he didn't decide that he wanted to go and do something else with his life. Well, he did, but it was aligned with what I wanted to do. Yeah. So you're very, and you're both very me. lucky in that way then. Yeah. And so when our very first thing that we worked on together that was in regards to personal development was budgeting and we started to work on paying off our massive, massive amounts of consumer debt. Um, <laughs> and that was our very first thing. And when we, I started looking into it first, and I presented it to him that I wanted to try this. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, we just worked together as a team to, to do it. And have, so that was really have, cool. Have you conquered that? Oh, hell yeah. Really? Yeah, we... We rock it out pretty good in the budgeting department. Good for you guys. I'm I'm kind of like a crazy person when it comes to it, actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a lot of yeah. parallels. I know that Meg, when she set up Weight Loss Rebels and Fitbitch and all that jazz, you know, her main focus was helping people to lose fat, build muscle, get in the gym, start lifting. You know, that's the part that changed my life so much. I mean, I have lost a lot of, you know, fat and I'm I'm a big muscly guy now, you know, but the biggest thing for me was how I felt after I achieved that consistency and that kind of 
dedication in the gym and that resistance to the weight that you're lifting. And we'll get onto more of that later. I'm going to ask you about that. But yeah. what I was very interested in the direction that Meg took Weight Loss Rebels in is that she she came up with a genius parallel between weight loss, sorry, fat loss and budgeting. Yeah. Do you know what still very blows funny. my it still blows my mind. And her it, it totally, her and Aaron Sky. Like it totally works. Right. Can so you can you her, tell the listeners of the Dan Kiel Wellness Project what that parallel is? Well because I'm still trying to figure it out. I I always tell people that like with with budgeting for me, um it's so funny you talk about this because uh, Jen Whitney is yeah. the budget girl. You know Jen? I do. Hi Jen. Um yeah. Her and I, she just spent the weekend at my house. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny how all of this comes full circle, right? Tell me that you Um, actually had a glass of wine together and didn't just talk about budgeting for the whole weekend. No, no. But as soon as I brought up budgeting and showed her my whiteboard full of tracking of my receipts, Mm. I think she like, I don't know what she she was just really happy about it all. (laughs) Very excited. Very excited. Um, No, the, the budgeting and the, and the, um, fitness it's to me I said it to I said it to one of my clients the other day that they said that they felt their best when they had lost a whole bunch of weight and um it was all about this and I said to them I personally don't believe that it's because you lost all the weight I believe that it's because you had satisfied that little thing within you that was there was a craving within you to become a better version of yourself. Okay. And you started satisfying that. And a byproduct of that was you losing weight. Mm. And so it's not, it wasn't so much about the fact that for, for me, it's not so much about the fact of losing weight as it is, you know, I'm drinking more water instead of pop and alcohol and I'm eating more, um, fully balanced macronutrients than I am eating like massive amounts of schnitzel. And so, you know, there's, <laughs> it makes you feel good yeah. inside, like in your body. And, but you're also losing weight because it's, it's, it's a byproduct of, of eating healthy and drinking less alcohol. <laughs> yeah. So tell, so tell me how that connects to the budgeting. Well, I think it's because when, when I know where my money's at and what's mm. going on with my with my budgeting I feel in control I feel good about myself I feel like I'm making positive steps forward and yeah. and it's all it's all relative and it's it's all a mindset okay oh we're getting yeah. into the real stuff now yeah is, is it are we getting a little too deep for you Dan no never <laughs> but all of my listeners and all of my friends who will uh you know, pay homage and listen to this stuff that I put out there. Will know there is no too deep for Dan. <laughs> There's no too deep for Dan. No, no, no. no it's not, not a real all. thing. No, no, unfortunately not. And you know, I suffer for it sometimes, but in general, it works for me. Totally. So I want to know how you go from being a hot mess with hubby telling you, "Shit, I can't do anything more for you right now. You need to step up." To being a fucking life coach. Well, I need to I need to hear about this transition. <laughs> and like, as I said at the start, we've been planning this podcast for a while, and this is the front of my mind question 
that I want to ask Bailey when I talk to her. So tell me. And you can take as long as you want because people want to hear this stuff. Well, I mean, it's it, it's actually quite simple. I'll tell you the longer version and then I'll just tell you the short, the short part um, that I say to people now because it just makes so much sense. It's taken me a long time to get it down to a short version. Hmm. Um, but essentially, after he said that, obviously I started to realize well, I need to start taking responsibility mm-hmm. for my own life. And it was like, wait a minute, you want me to take responsibility for my own life? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> I've, I've invested a lot in this codependency, by the way. You can't expect <laughs> me to... What? What? You want me to do things on my own? Oh, yeah. Forget about so, it. So I, I started, and the first thing I did was this program. Like I said, the first time I ever really invested money into myself. And I mean, my friends, like my best friend would give me shit because I would never even go and buy myself clothes Mm. because I was so in a rut. And I have this um, problem with the fact that I was a stay-at-home mom and I had so-called given it all up in regards to a um, career. Yeah. 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 quotes, quotations, yeah. um, to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm. And he got to continue with his job. Right. So I had that resentment that he was the income earner and that mm. I was just a mom, quotations again, yeah. at home. But um, what, you, what you're talking about here is perspective, isn't it? And it's a mindset. Absolutely. So when you mentioned absolutely. changing mindset earlier, like you were stuck in that mindset. But, yeah. you know, you're not alone in that <laughs> Oh no, I totally know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a problem that we, that I come across a lot with, um, with my clients and with lots of people that I know. And that's, that, that's towards the end of the story though. I got to, sorry. Yes. That's okay. I have to learn to stop interrupting Dan, just beautiful, chill out, man. beautiful Canadian women who are on an amazing <laughs> journey. It's one of my big flaws. I'm sorry. I'm just going to zip it now and just it's let okay. you tell your story. It's cool. It's cool. Um, so I, I went to my very first personal development event. Mm. And I sat there in shock and awe because there was clearly other people who were just like me there. Mm. And I cried and I cried and I cried while I was there. But it wasn't crying like, I'm so sad, I hate my life. It was like, oh my gosh, I think I'm, I'm getting me back. Like, there's part of me that is, I can feel it. It's coming back mm. and I can feel it. And I was like a puddle of tears. I used up so much Kleenex, that poor venue. Like, they were probably lost a bunch of money that weekend. Uh, I'm, um, sure, I'm sure you paid enough for it now. For <laughs> Yeah, I, I went to that and at that event, I sat there thinking, this is what I want. I want to be surrounded by people. I mm. want to be surrounded by people that are on a mission to become a better version of themselves. This is amazing. Like the energy in the room, the feeling, the everything. Mm. And then I looked at the people on stage and I thought, that's who I want to be. Yeah, I want to be the one that is up on stage being like hosting the events, speaking at the events, being part of the events and helping those other people. I want to be that person. And then I was like, yeah, but you're a hot mess. 
So, so you had that you had that negative thing coming yeah, yeah, creeping yeah. in. Like, how are you gonna do this, right? Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I started decided I decided that I needed to to start to do more for myself and start to uh, read more books and do all this kind of stuff. And it was right around this time. I think it was right. It might have been before I even took the um, Hardcore Hotties program that I start we started doing the budgeting as well. Mm. And so after that, I just couldn't stop reading and I couldn't stop growing and learning. And it was just like one thing after the next. It was like an addiction to Mm. personal development. It was the best addiction ever. Um, But yeah, I I just, I couldn't stop. So eventually I decided that I wanted to help other people with their budgeting because people kept coming to me and being like, how did you do this? (laughs) I was like, well, this is how I did it. And then I was like, why don't I just teach people how to do this? So that's I've in, always... it's, it's interesting that I brought that up earlier because I didn't know that about your story. Oh, it's all part. Yeah, it's all part of the story. It's all part of the journey. But the but the budgeting was, had a huge factor. But that was the beginning of your starting to reach out and help others. Yeah. And oh. so then I decided that, um, once again, that little limiting belief of nobody's going to listen to me if I don't have any... Um, education or anything mm. like that, which is total bullshit, by the way. Um, people were listening to me. I just wasn't listening to them listening to me. <laughs> and were they putting what you were saying into practice as well? They were. Um, were they, they were. benefiting and from those practices? They were benefiting from it. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, I still couldn't see it though. I couldn't see it because I thought I need to be something more. I'm not enough yet. I'm not enough to be the person that they need me to be. And so I started searching and wanting to find something that could make me enough which is a, also bullshit. Um, but anyways, it was actually a good thing that I did because I, I ended up finding life coaching and I was like, well, life coaching? Like, who? what is this? You you get someone to tell you how to live your life? Like, what? what yeah. who, what is this? Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, yeah. This looks very familiar. So I decided that um, the course was Los Angeles. And I was like, trip to Los Angeles? Hell yeah, I'm going to Los Angeles. <laughs> so I went down there and Celia Ward-Wallace, She, I took her program with um, uh, CCF and the Certified Coaches Federation and then became a life coach. And All of a sudden, you were a life sudden, coach. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, this is no different. And it's funny because I personally do not like the term life coach. Yeah, it's so... Because I think that it's way too... There's way too much going on in that whole world. Yeah, um, it There's lots of people... There's lots of people who just say that they're a life coach and don't actually do anything with yeah. it or anything like that. So, it, I don't know. I... Uh, no, like, I, to- I, just, I, I totally get that. I think it's a yeah. very... Um, like we were saying before we came on air earlier, the whole pedestal thing. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to teach you how to live your best life when actually you know how to live your best life. I'm just yeah. going to facilitate it. So I find that the better idea or the better name might be a life facilitator or, you know, a goal facilitator, something along those lines. Because, you know, I'm a, I've, I've just recently got my higher diploma in counseling and psychotherapy. And the whole... Wow, congratulations. Thank you. Thanks very much. I'm going to do my start my master's next year and then take on clients after that. But um, 
the whole idea about the therapist or the coach or the person who's facilitating doing the work is a misnomer. It's actually the yeah. person that does the work. The person who the who is the client is the expert Absolutely. in their lives. So this, I think the skill in being a therapist or a life coach or, you know, a wellness advocate that type of stuff and in my work i work with young people as a social care worker my skill is in helping them find their truth and helping them find out what they want to do and going for it themselves so i totally get what you mean when you say life coaches uh it, it doesn't sit well with me at all it doesn't fit right no no but and that's the thing is like i i never wanted people to i didn't want it to be my identifier either mm. I just, I just wanted, so what I wanted personally was for myself to continue to strive to become the best version of myself. Right. That's all I wanted. And coincidentally, there was about a zillion other people that were also wanting to do that. And so that's where this all came in. It was like, oh, you, you want to learn about like body image and confidence and self-esteem. Well, I have recently learned yeah. about that in the past few years and these are the tips and these are the sure. things that I've done and would have helped me. Yeah. And then it turns into a workshop. Yeah. And then I have 20 people there. You know, like and it just wow. it just kind of goes and it's not that I'm I'm not an expert on it, but No, but that's exactly that's the walk. Exa yeah, exactly, but that's exactly what I was saying earlier. It's not about being on that pedestal and being an expert and dictating people about their lives. It's you are an expert facilitator in yeah. maybe dragging out people's ideas or making them see that they already know what to do, but they might be just a little bit afraid to take that first step, you know? Absolutely. That's where and the that's, expertise is. It's the, un, it's the uncovering of all that, right? And mm. so what, what I, I really enjoy helping people is putting action steps towards their goals. Right. And because that's one of the problems is lots of people, they set goals, they make all these bucket lists and things they want to do before they die. But I always say that goals are bullshit without action plan. Yeah. So particularly the first step. Yeah. Like you have to, you have to take that step and it doesn't have to be this massive step. It can be as little as picking up the phone and making a phone call. Yeah. But it's just getting on to that first step. So that's kind of what the next, after all, all my story there, um, <laughs> stepping into that and stepping into my own power of, you know, helping other people to start to see what, what they can do with their own lives and asking them questions and engaging them and opening those doors for them that they may not have ever been able to open for themselves. I think that's amazing. Thank you. Really? And I think, Thank that you. I, yeah, I'm choking up a little bit. This is like the second podcast in a row. God damn it. That I've choked up a little bit. God damn it. And I think Stop it, might, it. It, it might be because of what I do for a living. I'm a social care worker, as I said, with young people who are leaving uh, the care system in Ireland. And, um, you know, I've just met so many young people recently who have blown my face off with their resilience. And you're talking about what they've been through but that's only context to who they are right now. And I think yeah. that's applicable across the board. It's applicable to me. It's applicable to you. It's what the next step is that is going to be the most impactful for all of us. 
But the biggest fear is that moment before taking that first step. Mm-hmm. The biggest fear. Yeah. But it's and so it's, freeing when you do. Absolutely. Ah. I have I have this little group called the Posse. I might have to add you to the Posse, Dan, because I Please think you'd do. like it. Um, yeah, I have this group called the Posse, and what we do because I'm all about I'm all about having a posse of of supporters in your life right Mm. and people that that can help you and I have different posses in different areas and this one is kind of with my with my business and I host live events and so I invite them to come into this group if they want to work towards their goals and Mm. and start achieving them and things like that please add me add me straight away actually let's just stop this podcast now and just add right now I have Facebook (laughs) open I could just go at it (laughs) um but anyways, I, I said to them all, we have this three-month challenge right now. Mm. I just started it. I just announced it on Monday. And the three-month challenge is you have to pick three goals. Yes. And two of them can be whatever you want. But the third goal has to be something that takes you out of your comfort zone. Right. Because you will not grow unless you step out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And it's amazing how many of them. So then the next step was that... Um, they had to make these goals and then they had to create action plans for them and they had to become accountability buddies with another person in the group. Nice. And I paired them because what's going to happen if I let them pair them? Someone's going to be left out. Someone who that doesn't and, know someone else, you know, you know what? But two gonna, people who know each other too well are going to go easy on each other, you know, exactly. They're going to pick each other. And I'm like, I don't want you to know your accountability buddy. I want this to be a new person so that you have to step out of your comfort zone by just sending them a message on Facebook and by telling them what your goal is. Mm. Because if you do it with someone you know, it's the impact's not going to be there. So there was so many of them that were like, I was going to say I'm out. I don't want to be involved in the challenge because I didn't want to have to do it with somebody I didn't know. And then they were like, but I realized that that was me stepping back into my comfort zone if I said no. That simple so I'm step. saying yes. That simple yes. step made such that a big difference to lots step. of them. Simple. Wow. Amazing. You know the way there's so many plans and programs and weight loss and fat loss and life coaching and blah, 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 blah. Like, yes, yes, you I guys, do. You guys, you guys who are listening to this podcast of me, the Dan Kiel Wellness Project, episode 32. I know what you're talking about when you feel frustrated with all of the overwhelming options, particularly, and now a lot of people who are listening to this podcast will have followed me through my journey with Weight Loss Rebels and lifting, all that kind of stuff. To this day, like I joined Weight Loss Rebels in 2013 and I'm still overwhelmed now because I'm like, oh shit, I should be doing that. Shit, I should be doing this. Oh no, what do you mean I haven't been doing that for four years? <laughs> if I had have done that for four years, like you know, these kind of fat burners and all this kind of crap that's got, you know, all this bullshit. But what I hear from your posse group and what you're saying to me now is you simplified it all down to that getting yep. out of your comfort zone, that first step, that account- first step. accountability buddy. Yep, accountability buddies accountability excuse me um and it really is about and i have to commend Stephen obar and meg brown with their hardcore hotties challenges i that love they them. really simplified it down though they really did and 
I just, I adore the way that they put it out there. Like, okay. I remember the first day or the first week I was on their program, I ate like half a bag of chips. <laughs> Turns out that wasn't in the macros. Hey. Oh yeah. And but you also, I, you also didn't die. Right. And I wrote in the group that I did that. And then I was feeling bad about myself and that I shouldn't have done mm. that, which that's like a swear word. Um, yeah. and they said, yeah, okay, you did that today, but are you going to do it tomorrow? <laughs> I was like, no. They're like, pretty much then chuck it in the fuck it bucket and move on. Fuck it bucket. <laughs> like, <laughs> but also, Bailey, you could do it tomorrow if you fit it into your caloric needs. Exactly, into your macros, right? Or even just your energy needs. Yeah. And you know what? And that was the thing. It was like, exactly. They broke it down into... Take this next step. Take this baby step. Just drink water. Try just drinking water. Yeah. And then take the next step. It wasn't like bombarding me with all of this stuff that we had to go do and achieve yeah. and whatever, right? Yeah, it's like when I when I I've had Amber Mickelson on a couple of times on this podcast, and you know, the second time I had her on, rural rebel mama said to me, well, I said to her actually, Amber, what am I telling all these people who are contacting me who have never exercised before? who have never, you know, engaged in a program program of wellness or, you know, improving their lives. And she said, she said, tell them to go for a walk every day. Yeah. And that was just like, for me, it was an epiphany thing because I was trying to help all these people by saying macros, you know, calories, blah, blah, blah. What do you weigh? What is your energy output? In? Blah, blah, blah. And she just said, Dude, you got to just advise people to go for a walk. That's how it starts. I love that. And it's so true. Mm. It's so true. And it's the same same thing. Same as this. Um, it's like with the, with the posse. You want to achieve your goals. And that goal is something so massively huge. And I'm so excited for you to achieve that. And they're just so overwhelmed with uh, whatever that goal may be and the steps they need to take. And I'm mm. like... How about this for a first step? Yeah. Right, right down the steps. Right. And you know, that's and they're actually, just like, it's actually kind of why I set up this podcast as well, because I was feeling quite overwhelmed with, like I mentioned earlier, about all of these different options in terms of mental health, physical health, you know, wellness, all this kind of stuff. So I just said, no, I'm just going to talk to people who are interested or on their own path of wellness, people who have achieved things that have inspired me. What have they done? And I was hoping that people would take something different from each episode that they might go, okay, I'll try that. I'll take that little step. Yeah. And I'm really pleased. You know, we're at episode 32 now and I've got another 30 lined up for this year. Um, that every single episode that I've done, be it musicians, life coaches, uh, comedians, you know, fitness experts, all this kind of stuff, because it's so subjective, the person who's listening won't have, thought of that yet yeah but it all comes back to what you're talking about in terms of that first step mm -hmm. and that first step can be somebody listening to this podcast or going to one of your Absolutely. talks and saying shit dude i never even thought of that exactly and it doesn't matter how many events i go to how many events i host it yeah. doesn't matter i always 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 come back and i'm like revved up and ready to go because I've learned something new. Yeah. It's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. I have. Yeah. So, 
I have go a ahead. I have a couple of more things that I want to talk to you about, and thank go you for, for giving it. your time so much today. Yeah. The first thing I want to ask you about is, I have started training with a partner, a training partner. She's from Germany. Her name's Louise. She is five weeks now into weightlifting. She never lifted before, and what I'm starting to see is her realization of how it's changing her life. I'm starting to see that. Like, I have a text message now on my phone here that I haven't read yet because I sent her a message earlier saying, no, you fucking killed it this week. Like, she's really pushing her boundaries. She's pushing what's possible physically. And that is translating into her mental approach to life, I think, anyway. Now, Louise, correct me if I'm wrong. I apologize if I'm putting words in your mouth. But I want to know, Bailey Yates, tell me about your transition from non-lifter to lifter and the impact of lifting weights on your life? Like, what was it like? Well, I, I'm an asshole if I don't lift them. So there's that. <laughs> um, what, so you're hard on yourself? Okay. No, no, no. I, I'm just like, I, it's you're stubborn. part of my life. You're stubborn. It's part of my life now. Yeah, but tell me about that transition from being a non-lifter to a lifter. What was that like? So, Do you remember? Yeah it's just two different worlds. It's, I don't even, I don't even know that, I don't know that there was a transition. The transition for me, here's what, here's what it is. So I went from the puddle crying on the floor. You remember that Bailey? Yeah, that hurt. And then I went into, um, Meg's program. Yeah. And it was kind of like, that was my transition. Learning from her, learning different movements and things like that. And, all of that kind of stuff. That was my transition of being more empowered that it's possible for me to, to go out and do this. Okay. And then after the program was over, it was kind of like, I felt amazing, but now I'm like, what do I do now? (laughs) I need you. Come back to me. Where are you, Um, Meg? Where are you, Meg? Yeah, where are you, Meg? I need you. And the leaders and the (laughs) Stevens. But then I, I found, I found my posse. Mm. I found my people and I am really big into how can I help you get there? If there's someone in my life that has a goal that they want to achieve and I have some tools that they can use to help them get there, I'm all about, I'm all over it. Right. And so people in my life are also all over that. Yeah. So I have a friend who. I, I said to her, you know, I, I finished this program. She and I, we were able to talk about about the the program a little bit because she went to CrossFit, and so I would we would talk about movements and we would talk about macros and things like that. And I knew what I was talking about a little bit, <laughs> and I was like patting myself on the shoulder because I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> and I said to her, you know, I've always wanted to to go to a gym, but I I feel like I don't know what I'm doing there. Yeah. Um. But now. I, and even when I went to, I remember I was on, I was on a cruise when I was taking that program. I went, we are, my husband and I took our anniversary eight years after we got married. And, uh, it was like people at the gym on the cruise ship knew what they were doing at the gym. Yeah. And I didn't, mm-hmm. I was just like, mm-hmm. go for the machines that you know what they do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and these other people had all these programs and I was like, wouldn't that be nice to be able to actually have that where you just, the gym is part of your life and, 
and being healthy and, and, you know, being able to keep up to the kids in their crazy ass day. Um, that would, that would be really cool to actually have that forever, not just for this six week program, but forever. Yeah. And so I was telling her about this and she's like, well, why don't you come and try a CrossFit class with me? Okay. And I'm like, well, I'm not really like that into it. And she's like, no, 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 no. You're, you're not hearing me right. Like, it's not like that. People have CrossFit up on that pedestal of like, I have to be a certain person before I can go do that. Yeah. And it's not like that at all. Like, it's just not. Yeah. And so I said, fine, I'll come try. And so I went with her Monday morning and, and once you drink the Kool-Aid, <laughs> I, yeah, but I've been all... Listen, my buddy Dominic Munnelly is the best trainer. He's top trainer in Ireland, actually. And he's a big advocate of, of CrossFit. And one of the most amazing things he ever said to me about training was, it's moving meditation. And I say it so in my true. posts all the time. I say, I give him a shout out because I would have had a particularly difficult day in work. Or in in life, whatever, but I've gone to the gym and, you know, you cannot think of anything else when you are doing those movements. So, it's so true. So he highlighted this, this fact of, it's like moving mindfulness, moving, staying in the moment, but you're moving and you're getting all the health benefits from it. So shout out to Dominic. That is a beautiful statement. So true. I love that. And it, it, it like... I always say to people that I love going to CrossFit because I sit there and my coach tells me what to do and I just do it and I don't have to think about anything else, but I also don't think about anything else. And it's like, it's, and I've used that before. I've said, it's just like meditating because you, your thoughts are all right there. There's nothing else going on. And so I decided that, I had been, I'd been going to CrossFit for about like a year and a half. And I decided in the spring that I really like lifting heavy shit. Like I just really like it. And so, so I, sorry, I decided. That, that goes back to my original question. Okay. Cause that's what I was actually getting to that. I want <laughs> you to tell Louise and all of the female listeners who haven't lifted that much. What is it about lifting the heavy shit that makes us more confident, that makes us stronger mentally? What is it? Do you, do you know the answer to this question? Because I don't know. I just, I, know how and, I, I just know how I feel afterwards. I can try and tell you Go on. what I feel. Go on. Um, my thing was I, I realized that I could do a movement. Like there was that satisfaction of, okay. oh, my God, I know how to snatch. <laughs> Like, uh, who would have ever known that I would figure that out? Snatch is a, another name for vagina in Ireland. It, it is here, too. That's why I got that shirt that says, if you like my rack, you should see my snatch. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Canadians are so similar to Irish people. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it, 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 that's why I got the shirt. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry, Anyways. sorry, sorry. Back to the mental okay. health benefits of lifting. Yeah. Um, so there was that, there was that, you know, that satisfaction of being able to achieve something that you may have been told your entire life that you could never do. Yeah. Like a handstand. Mm. I walked in the gym the day people were doing handstands and I was like, uh, no, I'm never, ever fucking doing that. 
yeah. And they're like, okay. Like they knew, right? <laughs> that was, she will. If the challenge was set there. Yeah. 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 And sure enough, I can do a handstand. And, you know, like climbing the rope. I remember, I specifically remember being a kid and all the other kids could climb the rope. Hmm. And I would get at the bottom of the rope and just fall because I was like not capable at all. And it was sad for me because I was too big to climb the rope. Right? Yeah, there's those quotes that, that people can't see. Quotation <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, you know, and then when you, I'm, I'm an adult now and I can climb the rope. Wow. It's these little things of satisfaction that maybe go back to being a child. Yeah. That maybe go back to what someone said to you one time. Yeah. Um, whatever like, those things are. But then for like me. You, you mentioned it earlier, limiting beliefs. Yeah. For me, it was, okay, I can lift 200 pounds. I can deadlift 200 pounds. That's amazing. What else can I do? Can I, do you think I can deadlift 250? Yeah. Right? And then it became yeah. this game yeah. where it was like, oh, if I can lift deadlift 250, do you think I can deadlift 300? Yeah. So that's where now I've decided that I'm going to do a powerlifting competition. Yeah. Because I really like to challenge myself and I yeah. like to set goals and I like to yeah. create action steps to achieve them. So, yeah, I think that that's for me, that's what it was, is that it just it made you feel like you you satisfied something within yourself that you're like, you know what? I can do that. And I just fucking did it. Absolutely. Yeah. But then I, there's also, there's, there's so many other aspects to, I, I, I know our gym, I'm assuming other places too. Um, we have a, a Facebook page just for our family. We call it the family, our, yeah. our Endeavor Fitness family, because oh, you're it's a family. You're coming on to my next question. What's your next question? How important is community in this whole process? Oh my gosh. Like you just, you, like through answering my previous question, which I didn't get a chance to respond to, but I will in a second, you just came naturally on to the yeah. most important thing about it is wellness, the most important thing. about fitness, about mental health. It's connecting with others on a mutual level. And like you were saying about the posse, you know, building each other up, being accountable, but in a... Oh, I want to say user friendly, but it's not the right word. In a, it's because you're in an all uplifting like minded. way. In an uplifting way. Yeah, and you're all like minded, and you're all driven to achieve something great, even though it's different. Like you might have. You, I hope we have separate goals, different goals in life, because that would be awkward if we had the same goals. But it, you know, like you have goals, and I want to see other people who are driven to achieve their goals, and you do too. It's. It, this community, the fam, the fitness family, the the um, personal development family, the business development family, it's all a big connection, and that is by far my favorite part about everything we have spoke about today. Yeah, is the connections. Yeah. I go to events for connections. I do this for connections. Like my brain is spinning right now about connections because of this podcast. Yeah. Because I just got new ideas because of it. Right. Because we connected. Yeah, me too. And I say this, I do say this in most episodes, but, uh, you know, I feel, oh, unbelievable right now. 
it's amazing what it can do. Like, I feel unbelievable right now because we have just spent the last 49, 50 minutes talking about wellness, talking about the benefits of lifting, talking about community. We've never spoken before. Can you believe that shit? Right? We've never actually, I've never heard your this voice. This is the first time we've spoken and we're looking into each other's eyes on Skype. I know people can't see this now. <laughs> um, but, you know, I really cannot, I just can't say enough about the benefits of connection. And yes. that it's available to everybody who's listening to this podcast right now. It is available to you. You just need to, as Bailey said earlier on, get over the fear and take that first step out of your comfort zone. And you can get there. And you can be here with us and you can have this feeling that both myself and Bailey are sharing right now. Two people who have never met each other, who have reached out to one another. I put out a request to see if anybody was interested in coming on to this conversation podcast about us being happier. Can you imagine anything better than talking about how we can be happier? I mean, right? I'm sitting it's in, so I'm sitting in nice in Kildare. You're, whereabouts in Canada are you? I'm in Radium Hot Springs, British Columbia. You're in Radium Hot Springs, British Columbia, and we are connecting on a yeah. thir- on a Thursday afternoon slash night. Yeah, it's amazing. I it's, it's by far my favorite part. Yeah. It's wonderful. Oh, I have one more thing to say about lifting. Oh yeah, go on for your friend. Yeah. Um, and all of li- the people. And all of the people, look at yourself naked in the mirror in a few weeks. <clears throat> Well, I'm glad you said it because she would punch me right in the face if I said that. <laughs> it's amazing what, how your body can change. It's yeah. amazing to watch it change. Like yeah. I, doing video conferences are hard for me because I look at my new muscles. <laughs> in not in a, not not in like an ignorant kind of way, but just like, oh my gosh, oh, I didn't know damn. that was there. That's new, right? Damn. Damn, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm all like five weeks into my current training plan. I'm looking at myself in Skype here going, damn, those shoulders. Exactly. That's how I feel. (laughs) Damn. Maybe it's the lighting. I don't shit. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's amazing. And one thing I I want to say about the lifting thing as well, just to go back to that part, was I said it to Louise in training earlier on, and I said, you are constantly, every day that we train, you are pushing the boundaries of what's possible for yourself physically and that can only translate positively into your mental process and she kind of she did get what i was talking about and it was the one time because she's quite stubborn you know she's kind of like oh no i know i know what i'm doing you don't need to you know teach me all this kind of but i think what i said in that moment landed with her when you push your physical boundaries that is what translates into mental strength and that, for me, is my antidote to depression and to difficulties yeah. when you're going through stuff like I was when I cancelled with you the other, the other day. You know, you kind of have to just brush yourself off. Lift heavy shit, guys. Yeah. And reap the It benefit. really works. Reap the benefit. Like, when I, when I said that I'm an asshole if I don't do it, <laughs> I mean that. Like, I, my, my mental state changes if I have not been to going to the gym or at least going and getting some kind of exercise. Yeah. My mental state changes immediately because I, I know how good it feels. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, the other part is I'm big, I'm big on time management. Like you don't fuck with my time. <laughs> and so when <laughs> I'm so sorry for rescheduling this, <laughs> no, 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 that was okay. You were good. I would have told you, don't worry. No, <laughs> um, but I don't, I have my times of my day. Yeah. where 
they're mine yeah. and they belong to me and nobody touches them. So I have 9 a.m. till 11 a.m. That's my gym time. And my people know that. My posse knows that. Yeah. My, my business partner, she doesn't even ask me to book um, anything during yeah. that time ever. Yeah. And it's important that you keep that to yourself. So you're it's set, important. Look, you're setting your boundaries there. Yeah. It's important that you keep that because that time belongs to you. You wouldn't reschedule a doctor's appointment. Right. Prioritizing. Why are you rescheduling your own Prioritizing. time? Prioritize what's important to you. So I have one more question. Hit me. One more. Okay. Bailey Eights on August 3rd. It's August 3rd. Yep. 2017. What does wellness mean to you? Well, we, do we have another 45 minutes? Or? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it changes wellness. for everybody every day. What does it mean for you right now? Oh. There is no right or wrong answer. I don't even know how to answer that. Well, you have over the last 45 minutes. but I know. Right, right, right I mean. now, in this moment, what does wellness mean to you? Doing what feels good to your soul. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Whatever, whatever makes your heart sing. Yeah. And not, and when I, lots of people think wellness is like fitness related, but I don't just see it as that. I see it as fitness and health and nutrition and mental wellness. And there's, it's everything about you. Yeah. It's not just one thing. It's the whole package. It's okay to be selfish, you know. It's absolutely okay to be selfish. It's essential. Yeah. Once you balance it out with everything else you need to be doing, you're okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. I had a great time. Me too. It was nice actually meeting you for realsy. Absolutely. I mean, we we all get caught up in this whole online buzz that we all do, you know, connecting with people, but as I said about 10 minutes ago in this recording, we really, really connected in this recording. And I thank you so much for that. Yeah. You, you've, made my, uh, you've made my evening. Good. I'm so glad. And I'm going to go add you to the posse right now. Oh, awesome. And oh, I'm going I'm to make a cup of tea. Yeah. And then come out. I'll, I'll be in the posse. Okay, perfect. You know what? And for your listeners, the posse is totally free and totally anyone who's wanting to make a better version of themselves is welcome to join the posse. Well, that's what I was just going to ask you before we do finish up was um, how do people get in touch with Bailey Yates, Life Coach, or if they want to get in touch with you online, do you have that avenue for people to contact you? I got all sorts of avenues. <laughs> um, yeah, I have what's your uh, Facebook. What's your preferred avenue? <laughs> well, they can... They can uh, hit me up on Facebook, just Bailey Yates. Um, they can go to my webpage, baileyyates.com. Perfect. If they just remember the, the words Bailey Yates and look for it anywhere, they'll find me. Yeah, that's a pretty unique name. I mean, I searched yeah. it on Skype and there you were. There I was. <laughs> there I was. But yeah, the posse. But once you get into, yeah. like, if you, if you go to my like page on um, yeah. Facebook, then it's easy to find the posse from there. So Perfect. Well, thank you so yeah. much. Thank you for your time. Thank you. No problem. Talk okay, well, soon. I will uh, see you later. <laughs> Chat with you later. Thanks. Bye. Hi, my name is Fred Cook. Hi, this is Ruro Donoghue. Hey, this is Dave Moore. Hi, this is Aaron Brown. Hi. 
This is Charlie Wynn. Hi, this is Ethan Lee. Danny O'Reilly, frontman of the Corrodas. Hi, this is Derek O'Boyle. Hi, we're Relish. Hey, this is Mal from the Riptoid Movement. Irish poet, Colm Keegan. Hi, this is David Nolan from Hume Performs Advancement. And you're listening to the Dan Kyo Wellness Project Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>